0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the m M&M m Hockey Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Alex Metzger, along with, aside me, is my co-host, Chase McCallum, and today we have some injuries, uh, one signing, and then, uh, sorry about that, uh, I guess I should get this out of the way, we're recording in Chase's basement again, and the furnace is going, so we're in a bit of a different location to try and cut down on the background noise, and... Larry's being a dick. I say, Chase's cat is running wild, so if they hear a little background noise, that'll be him, but... Yeah, as I was saying, we got some injuries to look at, uh, signing to look at, and then Chase and I are going to break down the five worst teams we... or the five teams we'd least want to take over as a GM right about now. So we'll start with the signing that happened last night. Uh, Austin Watson, three years, 1.5 million AAV. It's kind of hard to talk about him without his off-ice issues. Um, I know we try not to get into it here, but I mean, I guess it, it should be said that you know, I think when something like that happens, uh, the most you can hope for, if he is still playing in the NHL, is that he's making a difference to make things right. Um, but in terms of an on-ice signing, I don't think this was really smart anyways by the Predators.
1: Yeah, signing him should have been a non-starter before you even go look at his numbers. And then you look at his numbers, and you realize, like, the, I could not possibly justify this in my head.
0: No, I mean, like... And especially for, like, three years. Yeah. And a year before he's due. So he's under contract pretty much for the next four seasons. You shouldn't be doing that with any fourth liner.
1: No, especially not one as bad as Austin Watson.
0: Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. This didn't seem like a... This seems like a the guys like him kind of thing, so we're going to keep him around. But it's one of those moves where in, like, three years... It's not hard to get off the books, but when you have a couple of them, you go, oh, why did we sign any of these?
1: Yeah, like, it's just so not necessary. Like, he's a below-replacement-level hockey player. Under really no circumstances should you be giving 27-year-old below-replacement-level players anything over League min for, for one year.
0: Yeah, and they gave him 1.5 for three. Um, yeah, like, I, I figured we'd bring it up. I kind of forgot that the Predators had an actual signing as well. Um, the real yeah yeah. oh I (laughs)
1: thought this was what you were referencing no
0: I totally forgot about it if I'm being honest um I because this one happened last night and that's why I remembered it but yeah I don't know I just didn't think it was great um
1: no it was pretty dumb
0: let's get to another one that'll be pretty dumb in the long term but um
1: more understandable
0: yes definitely more understandable Roman Yossi signs a eight-year deal average cap hit of nine zero five nine um what were your thoughts on this
1: the same thing, I think, every time you sign a dude who's 29 to an eight-year extension that doesn't kick in until next year. This was probably pretty stupid.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think Roman Yossi is overrated now. He went from the guy who was underrated for so long to the point where he's probably overrated. He's like a fourth winger on the ice. Oh, 100%. Like, he's what Eric Car- people thought Eric Carlson was for years on end. Yeah. Um... But that being said, um, in terms of having to make the signing, this is a team that, in my opinion, has a very good chance to run make a cup run this year.
1: Yeah, they're. Dom had them as a top five team before they're, the year started, and I don't think they changed. No,
0: exactly, that. and they're, they're right in the middle of their window, losing your captain for what wouldn't be fair value in a trade. It just, I don't know, like I get why they made the signing. It's one of those where it's like you know it's not gonna work out in years five, six, seven, eight, but at the same time, the alternative is likely screw yourself for the first four years here because you're like they're not going to be looking for a cup in years five probably, unless they have some insane roster turnover. But I just don't think that's going to happen. Like, I think they have a much better chance to be looking for a cup this year, maybe next year, and the year after that,
1: right? Yeah, this deal's just screamed, whoever's the GM after me is going to have to take care of this mess, but it'll be fine while I'm still here. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, I mean, you look for it to go win, and they have a chance to win right now. So, pretty much, I guess, I look at their... Not, not window, maybe. Like, window's always a weird word because you can... You've seen teams like Pittsburgh and Washington extend it
1: for as long as they need to. Washington won the second their window closed, yeah. in my eyes. So. And
0: so it's all about finding the right talent and getting the right luck. But if you want to look at the window for uh, Nashville, um, in not this year, not next year, but the year after that. So they have three years, pretty much, including this one. And then Philip Forsberg is going to be due for a pretty big extension. Matthias Ekholm is going to be due for a massive extension. Uh, Dante Fabro's up in two years. You have guys like Granlund and Craig Smith. Now those guys won't be as big tickets, but Nick Benino's up in a couple years. So you're going to have to find guys to overall replace these. And some of these won't be hard. No. But like at the same time, some of them absolutely will be. Um, so with Forsberg and uh, when is did they sign? What's his name? Who, uh, Arvidsson? Yeah, they did. Yeah, he's yeah, right. He's on a right. sweetheart nights. contract. But I mean, so pretty much, my big thing is in three years' time, Ekholm and Forsberg will be up. That's two of your biggest pieces on this team. So you'll either need to have completely replaced them by that time, or figure out what you're going to be doing then. So in my in my eyes, they have a three year shot kind of here where it's going to be maximized for their um, their winning chances.
1: Yeah, they're one of those teams that's like low key getting kind of old. Oh yeah, I mean their average age is their
0: average age of forwards is twenty seven point four, defense twenty nine point three, and goalies thirty. So, I don't know, like they're twenty eight or so average age, I'd say.
1: Yeah, like that core defenseman is 28, 29, 29.
0: and then Fabro, you're hoping at twenty one to yeah. step up. But even the forwards, you know, Ryan Johansson twenty seven, Deshane twenty eight, Forsberg is twenty five now, Turris is thirty. Uh, Arvidsson is 26, so at least you have Forsberg and Arvidsson, but they're even, like, they're in the prime, you know? They're not going to be getting much better anymore.
1: Yeah, they're not, there's not a cliff coming for those guys, but it's not like you're expecting Philip Forsberg to get better as he ages now.
0: No, uh, and you absolutely shouldn't, so, um, and I mean, I don't know, like, they have, they have pieces to go work with, I think, this year, too. For the trade deadline, they picked up New Jersey's second. They have Minnesota's third, which is looking like it's going to be a late second kind of thing. Yeah. So
1: and New Jersey's might be on a late first, a late first kind of right? Thing. So
0: yeah, they can. They definitely have some pieces to go move for a deadline piece if they want this year. But yeah, I don't know. Like I get the signing. He's he's overpaid. Maybe even now, you could probably make the argument he's
1: would, been finally paid now. I would say it's like fair for this.
0: But in a couple years, year. he's going to be overpaid. Um, yeah. But that's just the price you have to pay unfortunately with the hard cap and uh, the lack of player movement in the NHL yeah um he's a top, he's the number one defenseman still in my mind yeah um you know he he had a like i don't he's one of those guys where it's like he was criminally underrated for so long because people didn't realize how much he contributed 5v5 in the offensive zone and then he got some point totals and everyone went wow this guy's like a top five defenseman in the league It's like no no, he's not that.
1: Yeah, his uh he was also better in the past. Like he's past his peak at this point. His best years are Yeah, well he's 29 years them. old. Yeah. This is one of those contracts that <coughs> uh that brings up the microstats debate too cuz that was the best
0: yeah. arguments Berkshire people... loves him always in his model. Yeah. Like well, well, his micro microstats, I guess.
1: Yeah, but it brings up the classic thing where like if your microstats are awesome and yet you're still getting filled in defensively when you're on the ice there's probably something else there that the microstats aren't measuring that you're terrible at and yeah. that thing is obviously just defensive play without the puck for Roman Yossi yeah
0: um yeah I don't know I don't have much to say about it other than that like I they had to do it it's not going to be a good deal long term it's fine now and it extends their cup window a little longer. So
1: Yeah, it sucks it doesn't kick in till he's thirty. Yeah,
0: that'll that's really tough. But as you said, it well, I guess Nationals GM's been here for what, twenty two years now? So
1: Yeah, he's the longest running
0: in the league it, by by a like, long, long, long yeah. shot, yeah. So maybe it will be his problem in eight years. True. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. It's it's clearly something they're worrying about in the future, as many teams are. Uh I think they're probably just gonna hope the cap keeps rising a lot and they'll go from there. Um I feel like, oh, there was a, the Vladimir Tarasenko injury. Uh, oh, yeah, he's out for like... He's out for at least five months, and they're not reevaluating him for five months, so it, it stands to reason he'll be out for probably longer than that.
1: Yeah, that's tough.
0: It is very tough. Um, I, I think we saw last year that the Jets still have a good enough team to stay afloat, but losing one of your best players on the entire team is going to hurt no matter what.
1: Yeah, the Blues are... Significantly less scary team without Tarasenko in the lineup.
0: Yeah, um, I think I guess for them now. I mean, like people are making it sound like even if they do make playoffs, he might be
1: not ready right away, which is really scary. Wouldn't shock me.
0: No, wouldn't if it's
1: five months till he's reevaluated.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be like the most surprising thing in the world, but it's just like that's. That scares me in the long r- long run in terms of trying to make another cup run this year. Because, oh, 100%. I mean, we had them near the top of the division. At the top, I think I had them. But without Tarasenko in the long term, and, you know, if you lose one or two more bodies, then you're really
1: screwed. Yeah, there are enough good teams in this league. Like, I don't think the Blues are so stacked that they can afford to be missing their second-best forward and still be, like, a top two or three cup team in the West.
0: No, absolutely not. And, I mean, it... it brings up the even more important question in my opinion um if he is just getting back for the beginning of playoffs is he gonna be is he actually effective? ready yeah, yeah exactly um so yeah that is, that would scare me if i am a blues fan uh they'll definitely be fine in the regular season i still don't see them really dropping a top three spot in this division
1: yeah i would be surprised if they missed the playoffs or no something. I, especially since dallas has imploded yeah if, if
0: they miss the playoffs i think it'll be because jake bennington uh, uh not jake bennington jordan jordan bennington um implodes and not because they were missing tarasenko yeah 100 percent um or you know maybe they have some other crazy injuries but uh yeah obviously you know like it's it's just one of those things where it's like yeah obviously losing your top center or not top, top, not top center, top forward or one of your top forwards is going to hurt just about any team in this league. Yeah, um, exactly. But luckily for the Blues, if hopefully they can weather Storm and hopefully he can get a couple games in before the playoffs um, healthy and then be regular contributor for the playoffs because they do have the talent to carry them for now. You know, yep. Ryan O'Reilly, uh, Schwartz, uh, Steen is up there as well. So they have guys that can, you know, and their younger guys can hopefully pitch in still here too, Cairo and Thomas.
1: Yeah, Tom, this could be an opportunity for Thomas to step up. Yeah. It uh, sucks that this happened on Pedrangelo's last year.
0: Yeah. um,
1: it, It'll be interesting to see what they do with
0: him. There's still been talks about uh, extension. like They haven't put that out of the
1: the way yet. I would be surprised if he's a free agent, knowing nothing about the situation but just how the NHL tends to work. I would be really surprised if Pedrangelo ends up in free agency. Yeah, my only thing would be cap space. Um it's no, they're not exactly rolling in it. They're apparently over the cap or just Yeah, and they under just gave the Falk right that
0: six point five extension kicking in next year. That's the big thing. If that wasn't was it six point five? Yeah. Yeah. If that wasn't signed, I would be very, very confident that uh Petrangelo would be signed, but
1: yeah, I guess they don't really have much money coming off the books this year. It's just Easter. yeah,
0: and, and Petrangelo, obviously. So like, there's a little bit to work with, but yeah. uh, it's it's not a lot.
1: No, they would probably have to trade like a Sunquest. Quest would be the easiest way to do that. Yeah,
0: considering their RFA's up front, they'll probably want to keep. They won't be super expensive, but Fabry and Samuel Blaze are two guys that uh, they do and like like on that team, so. Yeah, they they're gonna be in tight and that's that's my biggest problem with it. Um, maybe they could make it work for a year and then figure out how, who to move after or, you know, next I believe after next season both Sorrows and Renee are off or not Sorrows and Renee, uh Bennington and Allen are both off the books. Getting rid of that Allen contract yeah. would be nice. So, I mean, Binnington, you know, it'll see we'll see what kind of race he'll get at the end of the next year, but I don't right. want to know how you'd project that. But. Yeah, so, I mean, he got the... It was the two-year bridge this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. Well, it depends on his play, but we'll Vince see. Vince
1: Dunn's up this year, too, who
0: they'll want to keep. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a really he big one, He might actually too. require some money. Yeah. I They'll have to move Maybe. money out if they want to keep him.
1: Yeah, never mind. It won't be as easy as I would originally thought. But. but
0: I also don't see him getting traded at the deadline. No. Unless that. this team gets another injury and they just really say, okay, no, Tarasenko's not going to be ready... Say like, but uh, um, Per or Sh- Schwartz goes down. Maybe one of those guys go down. You go, okay, no, this is a losing year. We have to see what we can get.
1: It's the year to punt, maybe. Yeah,
0: but I mean, and this team would be the team to do it.
1: Yeah, they've done it before. Yeah,
0: they had Chat and. Backus, Backus was the two, the, and Didn't they were they
1: keep Backus and then punt on Shattenkirk.
0: No, they punted on both back to back years because oh, people did? were like, "What is going on?"
1: Oh, and then everybody got pissed off at them, and then
0: they won the cup the year after. year two years after, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um,
1: yeah, or was it?
0: Did they sell Oshi too?
1: I, I feel like they kept one of them. There was like maybe one... they kept
0: Bacchus and they sold Oshi.
1: I think it. They traded Oshi before he was up, I believe. I don't know. It doesn't matter.
0: This is a team that has punted at deadlines in back-to-back years a couple years ago, which was the right call. And, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, people still got mad. Um, the other injury I want to talk about, we touched on Rantanen's one last week, but Landis Gog is down on the IR as well. Uh, this is bad news for the Colorado Avalanche, but I'm willing to bet they're pretty happy about that uh, Tyson Berry trade right about now.
1: Yeah, 100%. Because
0: this team would be absolutely boned without... Uh, <laughs> Nazem Khadri and even the signing of Donskoy as well but uh, this is still bad for the long term outlook of this team
1: yeah that's the like they have been actually really good this year I didn't think they were good like this could actually hurt their playoff chances pretty substantially
0: yeah I mean I guess the only thing they have hoping for them is that you know the Blues also we just talked about the Blues one of their biggest players going down as well I think I don't know. I if these guys so in is week to week, so you would expect him in maybe what a month. I don't even know what cog's injury is. I just saw that he was on the IR, so I would say that's at least a month too, probably maybe more. I don't I don't even know what he's injured with. But um, my thing with this is Landeskog just listed as lower body. Um,
1: you remember we were like eleven and there was like a report came out that NHL teams weren't going to be allowed to just say upper and lower <laughs> body anymore.
0: I mean, maybe it is. Uh, TSN just has lower body. I can look it up.
1: I've seen it like a million times since. It always yeah. irritated me because when we were somewhat young, there was a report on how teams weren't going to be allowed to do that anymore, and everybody still does it all the time.
0: Significant time of lower body injury. Okay, so, so probably a month or two. At least, yeah. I'll see if I can figure out. Uh, week to week definitely longer than week to week so month to month probably so that is really big um i guess so here again looking at their division the wild are absolute tire fire the the blackhawks are just as bad as we thought the stars have imploded this year uh and the jets are just staying afloat given everything that's happening with them
1: actually yeah they're probably not missing the playoffs no so,
0: so they're lucky their division is pretty easy but that being said i mean Missing those two guys for an extended period of time is not going to be
1: good at all. Um,
0: now, again, like, uh, they did things in the summer to prepare for stuff like that, and credit to them.
1: Yeah, they insulated themselves for this kind of thing to happen this year way better than they were last year. Yeah. Um, last year they would have missed the playoffs if this happened.
0: Very, yes, because they only made the playoffs by a couple points. Like, yeah. they were a wild card. Um, yeah, but, uh, so Nazem Kadri. The weird thing about this to me is Nazem Kadri's playing the wing,
1: yeah, on max not line, two C. Um,
0: like, I guess
1: they really love stacking line. Yeah,
0: just load up on the line. I get like uh, maybe, but this is kind of like where I want to see if McKinnon can be that dominant with just two not as great guys. And don't get like Doncic still got skill, and if you put Burakoski up there as well.
1: Yeah, like, there was legitimate conversation that he might be the second best player in the league this summer, which I think is bananas, but also, like, if a guy's going to be in that conversation, I wouldn't hate just throwing him out there with Don Skoy and Burakoski and seeing what happens for a
0: month. Yeah, and a a much, month. even a much more realistic, like, top five, top ten, but even then, like, you'd want to see, like, what's shot. happening with two guys who, they're not bad by any means, but they're not Landeskog
1: and Rantanen, Colorado, or not Colorado. San Jose and Washington were good because Donskoy and Burakoski weren't in their top six, not because they were. Yeah. Um, Even so, though I think they could both be second line forwards.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then you look to the lineup. Uh, it gets pretty ugly near the end, but they got their second line is Burakoski, Tyson Yost, and JT Comfer. Uh, and then their third line is Matt Calvert, Peter Edward Belmar, and Matthew Nieto. Uh, and their fourth line is Valerie N- N- Chuskin, who I forgot was still playing, uh, Vladis- Vladislav Kamenev, and Jason Magna.
1: Didn't he go all or Nachushkin go all of last year without a goal? Um, uh, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, fifty-seven games, no goals. Yeah, it was like no goals and no penalty minutes. Because ha- something ridiculous like that. I didn't hate that bet
0: either, because I thought you know he still has some skill, but I don't know. Like this, I think they'll be able to stay afloat. But
1: yeah, they're lucky the division. Is bad. They're lucky they don't play in the Atlantic. Yeah. Or the met. They're, Metro. They're
0: eight two and two right now. Um, that won't. I would be surprised. Obviously, if that kind of pace stays with all the injuries and oh, yeah. just in general, I they're going to cool
1: off anyways.
0: Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the you look across at the other division too, and I mean, if you're looking for a wild card, the Oilers have cooled down. They're still top of their division at <laughs> nine four and one, but they've lost like five, four of the last six or
1: something. So I woke up this morning and then I was checking YouTube videos to watch. While I was in the shower, I was just going to listen to, like, a podcast or something. The top recommended YouTube video I got was a Tim and Sid video saying, can the Oilers rely on McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Neil?
0: Oh, boy. The big three. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a stat. I think it's four players have more than, maybe five players have more than two goals for the Oilers this year. Thirteen of them have zero, and another four have one. And then Darnell Nurse, Ethan Bear, and maybe someone else of two, and then I want to say maybe Nugent Hopkins has four or five, and McDavid, Drysaitl, and Neil make the other forty or whatever it is.
1: What a great team!
0: Yeah, um, the Canucks are second at eight, three, and one,
1: and they're like, like they're a dominating possession and stuff too. Like they're not as much of a mirage as I would think. The Canucks starting the year eight, three, and one. Yeah, would have been going into the year.
0: am yeah, I think part of that is, um, I Patterson's don't know they've been. Yeah, they don't ridiculous. know. Patterson really, like, he started off slow in the first few games, and then he went, nope, I'm still very, very, very good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, their goaltending is very strong. They're a pretty underrated team in terms of like, I feel like a lot of people still think that they're like really bad. They're not. They're not like cup contenders or anything like that. But like. I think we talked in the preseason, like what they did probably didn't help them long term. But, but they this year, good hockey it players. yeah, this yeah. year it definitely made them a better hockey team, and that's showing.
1: Yeah, and JT Miller has fit in really, really well. Yeah,
0: um, I saw, I I saw people saying that maybe they won the JT Miller trade. We should probably wait to see what that draft pick ends up being before we announce that.
1: Yeah, and also like, <laughs> I wouldn't say they won the trade.
0: Yet, I don't but... really care if JT Miller scores twenty five goals and forty or thirty assists giving up a first-round pick for a team that was needed to get rid of him is still not good asset management.
1: Yeah, a first-round pick in a stacked draft, and you should probably evaluate the pick at the time of the trade. And at the time of the trade, there was no reason to project the Canucks to be like a 54% Corsi team right now with an 8-3-1 and one record or something like
0: that. And I think optimistically you were saying that pick is going to be like 15-20. to 20. <laughs> Yeah. Like, optimistically... Uh, and so, yeah, like, just cool the Jets on the, the Vancouver Canucks won the trade. It definitely is one of those that probably helped, like, definitely helped them out, but, like, come on, you still gave up way too much, way more than you probably should have had to, to get JT Miller.
1: Yeah, like, there might be some scenario where, in hindsight, we're like, look, this was fine for the Canucks to give up the pick. We were a little wrong on this front, but I don't think saying they won the trade is very reasonable take right now no not
0: at all <laughs> I mean yeah there's obviously always the scenario where that player ends up being a bust or doesn't make full-time NHL but they don't have any control over that and it's just more the fact that this was literally a cat like yes JT Miller is a very skilled player but it was still a cap dump for the Tampa Bay Lightning they needed to get him off the book so they could re-sign Braden Point yeah um but yeah no, I guess sorry we got really off track there but the Avalanche um when you're looking at the other division you have the Oilers and Canucks and Golden Knights is the top three in that division right now, with the Ducks, Flames, Coyotes, Sharks, uh, and everyone. The top six teams in that are all above five hundred. So you're gonna have a battle for the wild card if you drop down there. But I think you just hope that your division stays weak enough that you don't have to. But that being said, uh, what are the odds that the what are the chances that one of the Oilers or Canucks implodes and miss the playoffs?
1: Very, very high. I'd
0: say pretty high. <laughs> yeah. I would. Right now, I'd put my money on Edmonton. Oh, me too. But, I mean, then again, you're going to get the people who say don't bet against McDavid and Drysidle, and I think that's a fair enough argument, too. But that means that I just think one of them will probably implode and drop way more. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of the same with the Ducks. Is If John Gibson doesn't play God mode for the rest of the year, they're not going to make the playoffs either.
1: Yeah, I could see the Ducks having a similar season but not quite as extreme as last year, where they start off looking fine, and then they just slowly get worse because they're not that talented of a team.
0: Yeah, but you would expect the Sharks to move up, but they're playing horribly. They're in like forty two percent Coursey four right now.
1: Yeah, they they're just getting filled. They look just cooked. Color me happy. Ottawa's yeah, got their I first bet. round pick, so
0: I'm quite okay with that.
1: Their uh Micah Blake McCurdy has their percent chance of sadness like above eighty five percent or something ridiculous at this point now.
0: Yep. Um and then and it was like it took a huge jump after they lost to the uh the Ottawa team that Senators. has their first yeah. round pick. Um, and then Ottawa's is looking all right now, too, because they have their own and San Jose's, so I don't know what the percentage of them getting a top three pick would be, but I'd imagine it's probably pretty high relative to what we've seen in past oh, years. I think so, yeah. Like, it's probably, at this point, higher, like, right now in the season it will be higher than what Colorado's was because Ottawa is way worse than Colorado was last year. Yeah. So they have double the chance, but, uh, yeah, I like it. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else we need to talk about injury-wise... I don't think so. Not anything too big. Muzzin's day-to-day, but a Charlie Horse is what he's listed out as. A deep bruise, I saw. Yeah, so I feel like he won't miss more. Maybe he'll miss a handful of games, but more than two or three, I doubt it, if that.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things that's, like, probably painful as hell, and I'm sure regular people would miss a lot of, maybe miss a lot of time for it, but... These guys never really seem to.
0: Uh, Bufflin got a surgery,
1: apparently, out of nowhere. Yeah, his ankle.
0: Yeah. Um, So now the debate will be whether he can be put on LTIR and still get paid or if they can keep his contract suspended. (laughs) Sorry. Um, And then Line A and Little are both day-to-day with uh, undisclosed and lower body injuries, so the Jets could be in some trouble here. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That
1: whole division, like the central, just looks like a mess.
0: Yeah, which is funny because we were saying he was the stronger of the two. Uh, at the beginning of the season, because it looked like it would be. And then, you know, obviously you can't predict injuries, but... No.
1: And no one could have predicted the Canucks being... Gods? Whatever the heck yeah. the
0: Canucks are right now. But, yeah. Um. Other than that, I don't have much to talk about injury-wise, do you?
1: No, I don't think so. Okay,
0: cool. Let's get into our segment, then. I We did this last year in the off season. I think we did ten teams, but I figured it just a mini-thing for half of um this episode... I would, we could do this. I haven't put enough thought into this, really, if I'm being completely honest. But uh, well, we're going to do the, if you were, had to take over any team in the NHL right now, let's say they fire their GM today and they go, you're taking it over. What are the five teams we would least want to take over uh, going long-term? So we'll go from five to one. Okay. Do you want to start?
1: Yeah. Who do you have as five? Probably... The Detroit Red Wings.
0: Okay. Yep. I don't even have my official list down, but that's a team that I think is still there. Um, I but, think the one thing about them is they're almost over the hump of all the really bad contracts.
1: Yeah, they don't have anything catastrophic anymore. No, it's they, just not a good look. No,
0: they're sitting on Filip and Helm, and I guess for like the the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, it's kind of like what Eiserman stepped into this year, so the one good thing about Detroit is you'd have a little bit of time to take it over, and people would realize really? that it's not great, but...
1: Yeah, like, it's the same, like, Stevie Y definitely has a grace period, like, you're probably not going to be able to do anything about the Glendenning, Denning, DeKaiser, Abdelkader, and Nielsen contracts. I
0: still think you could probably move Glendenning if you eat some salary to a team yeah, that actually, wants some yeah, grit. but the, For
1: some reason, the, the Leafs and him always get yeah. connected once but, every February. Ablicator and the
0: Kaiser, definitely not. It just depends how often they're injured and if they end up getting put on LTIR in a year or two. Yeah, so like... But I mean, you look at their... So they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 RFAs up this season. A and good three thing they more got next y. Um, I mean, of those RFAs, Mantha and Ath- Anthony C are the two big ones. Bertuzzi's a decent one but then you have Adam Erne, uh Jacob Delarose, Brendan Perlini, Christian Chris, Christopher N, don't even know who that is, Madison Bowie or Bowie. Like none of these none of those bottom guys are going to cost much. No. So it's not like that's a big deal.
1: And um, they have some actual money coming off the books.
0: Yeah. The problem with this team is just kind of finding more assets to be good. In a couple years?
1: Yeah, like, it just would take a lot more patience than most human beings have. Yeah. Is the thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. This one,
0: they're, they're getting closer to being off my top bottom five.
1: And Larkin has like, low-key turned into a superstar. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about, like, underrated, and everybody likes to say Barkov, who's also considered, like, the fourth best player in the league. Larkin might actually be the most underrated player in the league. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um just trying to make my list really quick... I'm trying to think if I would have them on it or not.
1: I think there's like four distinct teams.
0: Yeah, there's three that I know of and then one that's kind of cheating, but I don't know if it's really cheating.
1: These are the only guys in the East I have. The East looks a lot better long-term than the West does. All right,
0: I'll do my five from the East then because this is my cheating team almost, Ottawa Senators.
1: You think so? Well,
0: not from a talent perspective, but if we're adding in ownership I'm not trying to work (laughs) under Eugene
1: working under Eugene immediately puts them in last yeah so
0: that's why it's like you could say one but I mean if we're looking on ice they're not a team they're a good team to take over I would say I'd say they're one of the better teams to take over if I'm being completely honest
1: you could probably take over the Ottawa Senators Sort by like age-adjusted NHLE and just make all of the draft picks they have for the next three years and look like a god. Exactly. Five years. They
0: have this year. They have two firsts this year, and one of them, San Jose's, who if they don't start turning around, is going to be another lottery pick. Mm -hmm. You know, top ten maybe. Uh, They have three second rounders this year in a stacked draft, and three second rounders next year to go do stuff with.
1: Yeah. So if you're just swinging for the fences and you have like, what is that? Five nine picks in the top two rounds of the next two drafts. If you're going for home runs on all of those picks, you could look like such a genius so easily. Yep. Um.
0: So that's why on ice this team and they don't have any like super long contracts. Bobby Ryan's got three years left, but you can stomach that. Uh, yeah, there's You don't fine. need the cap space right now.
1: You're probably not going to be competitive until the people you draft this year are on, like, the final year of their ELC, best-case scenario, Yeah, at which case Bobby Ryan's contract's over anyways.
0: Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just figured I'd throw that in as maybe a bit of a cheat, but it's just, you know, I feel like it wouldn't be fair to not acknowledge them. Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: the Eugene factor is for sure bad. Yeah. Um, okay, who's your fourth, then? Um, Probably Minnesota.
0: Yeah, that's, I think... I think there's actually a clear
1: I have, bottom four in I have
0: state. four in the West, and I don't really have an order for them.
1: Uh, I think there's two that are worse than the other two, but... Let's do Minnesota, then. Uh, I guess,
0: how do you fix this team? This is another team where, like, Bill Guerin just came in this offseason. It does feel like he's going to get a little time to work with it, but, I mean, just look at... like This might be farther down than... Four, yeah, for so. me.
1: I really like, so why I don't have them quite as bad, I really like the Jason Zucker deal, I really like Kevin Fiala, I really like Dumba and Spurgeon, and, and then I would be paying someone as their full-time job to just make Kazil off whatever he wants and pray he comes over.
0: Here's my problem with that. I don't think the league looks at Jason Zucker like we do. No. Um. Not. So he would be a tradable piece, you would hope, because he's twenty seven already, he's not gonna be useful well not as useful you or good again. I don't know if you're gonna get fair value for that. You might you'll still get some value. But maybe this team's worse than I thought. They've already have healthy scratch they've been healthy scratching Kevin Fiala for the past week. Which is ridiculous. Just killing his value and you're not gonna get much out of that. Well I don't
1: want his value, I want him to be good for my <laughs> hockey team.
0: So maybe you fire Bruce Boudreaux, but then I don't know. That's don't, probably not a good <laughs> thing either. Yeah, and then so my biggest, I like like Dumba, but again, he's 25, so by the time you're good again, he'll be 29 and looking for a new contract, I would assume. He'll be like your gardener, basically. Yeah, Jared Spurgeon's fine, but he's 29 and that contract's going forever. And the problem is you have Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, who are both 35 and 34, signed for another six years.
1: Those contracts are hilarious. Those
0: are the most unmovable contracts in the NHL, right? Nope. I think they're
1: more unmovable than Brent Seabrook. That's who I was just gonna say. So I don't know. Like they're already scratching Seabrook.
0: I know. Yes, but like even as of like last year, there was teams where like, if they retain on Seabrook, we'd take him for his like leadership. You don't hear that about Zach Parise or no.
1: And uh, they also have no moves, and they went to Minnesota to come home. Yeah. So I feel like there's not a chance there. Move unless like, they unless
0: them. for some reason a top five team with a chance at a cup tries to go acquire them, Then yeah. maybe. But even that, I doubt it.
1: Also, the other low-key bad one, Vlasic.
0: Yep. His contract might be the worst in the league because yep, of how much term is left on it. It's starting to look really bad. Uh, we, I don't know about you, we're going to get to them later because they are on my list. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't, like, this team might be a little further down. Maybe the four are all more interchangeable <laughs> than I gave them credit for. I think I'd probably put them... I might have to... I should have done a little more research for this, but I think I might have them two or th- three. That's Probably fair. three, I think. Um, But that being said... Let me... Hold on. Yeah, I think i put them three.
1: For me, it depends how high you are on the LA's prospect pool.
0: I'm not super high, but the thing is, I feel like they're long-term deals. So I guess LA would be my four.
1: Really? So yeah. I would have going to have LA... Two. But so, it depends on what you think of the prospect pool. Again. It's
0: fine, but like the thing is I think LA's long term deals are more movable than Minnesota's.
1: I don't think any of them are movable. I think though. some team
0: would absolutely take Drew Doughty. Easily, I think some team would take Drew Doughty still. You'd yeah. have to do it this year, and I think Drew Doughty would be open to moving. He's
1: got a no move, like Yeah, but maybe. he's already
0: talked about how he wants to compete for a cup, and that's not happening here. For True. A I couple guess you years. could tell
1: him, look, we're blowing it up. Do you, if you want to compete for a cup, we're going to have to trade you. Exactly.
0: And same with Kopitar. I mean, maybe Kopitar would move, but um, it's the same idea. I think some team would absolutely, if, even maybe you have to retain a million or two for the five years, uh, and which would be unfortunate by year four or five, but that you could do it. That deals bad. It is, it's horrible, but he still has, people still perceive him as an easy number one defenseman and top ten in the league.
1: Yeah, that was the best part. Everybody was like, oh, he owned Matthew Tkachuk." when he was like, we all know who the better player is. yeah. Like, it's, it's probably m- Matthew Kachuk. It has been Matthew yeah. Kachuk since he entered the league. Well, mm-hmm. We got the sirens. We got some
0: sirens, the podcast sirens. But then you look at their other deals. Jonathan Quick's an ugly one too, but That's a
1: horrific deal.
0: You can eat that for four years while you rebuild and then by year four he's eating five point eight million and he's your backup goaltender or off your team. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, or you I know, guess. On the island somewhere. they
1: just so old and yeah.
0: I mean, but the thing is, so here's the thing with Minnesota. To the like, they're similar in age. The difference is, I think you could get out of one of the Kopitar-Doughty deals. And get actual assets back. Maybe not compared to what you would want from him, but...
1: You could probably weasel out of the Doughty contract, actually.
0: Yeah, I would yeah. absolutely think you could. And then, so, after that, you have Kovachuk two more years, Brown three more years, Carter three more years. Carter's already stated he's just going to retire if you trade him somewhere. Maybe you just trade him somewhere and have him retire.
1: Yeah, but if he stayed to that, who's trading for him?
0: I mean, if you throw in a little sweetener, like, say you give a fifth-round pick, some team might just be like, okay, retire. Or you could just let him sit on your books for three years because you don't need, like,
1: no, you're not going to need this the team's going to
0: be rebuilding, space. so you don't need the cap space, right? So, like, I don't know. I'm not super high on their. I think they have a fine prospect pool. I'm not super high on it,
1: but. It's, some people are, like, really. Yeah, I, I know. don't know enough about prospects to tell you if that's right or not, but.
0: Yeah, but my, my thing is just more, I don't think their deals are as crippling and they're not as long term.
1: It, yeah, so, like, I was operating under the assumption you couldn't move Doughty or Kopitar, but if you could, then...
0: I absolutely think you could move one of them.
1: Yeah, like, I guess. If if Doughty really <laughs> wanted to go contend, you could probably trade him.
0: Yeah, for, I think so, right? absolutely. I think there would be... There'd uh, be a market for him if... There would be a could, handful of teams that would look um, to acquire. I wonder, and obviously there's nothing to this, but I just wonder if, like, say... I know one of the biggest fans are getting really sick of Ekblad in Florida, which is weird because he's been better. He's finally home. turning yeah. the
1: corner. But I yeah. wonder
0: if management hears that, and if you offered an Ekblad for a swap, if that would be something they would do. That would be huge. Because it would... They could pull something like that it's off. It's been Florida to be big game hunting lately. Yes, yeah, so um, it has.
1: They probably don't have the space, though.
0: Well, Ekblad takes, what, 8.5? five? Seven. Seven 7.5, 7.5? so... Yeah, maybe you'd have to take another contract on with that, but... Say so you take on...
1: I'm sure you could find something. Or, like, is that a fire truck? That dude? is a fire truck. What is going on in Elmira today? No, there's. Yeah, like, you could just take... You just have to get a little creative. You take the Connolly contract back. Yeah, or
0: exactly. Like, like, there's definitely a way to move it. But, anyway, something like... Like, I think there would be teams that would still go for him, and that's why I... I would, let's, I'd just be more confident in moving at least one of those guys than I would be in Parise or Suter.
1: Yeah, that's... And out of all of the con we're gonna talk about a lot of terrible contracts in the net with the, all these four teams I think Kopitar has the one you could most likely talk yourself into keeping yeah yeah I think even like I'd rather have Kopitar on this current deal than Parise or Suter mm-hmm.
0: and with five years left even if he's just a second line center or whatever for the next couple of years like yeah it's not great but you'll take it
1: or either of the sh- uh like maybe Kane I guess instead of this yeah, maybe
0: maybe Kane know. and Tays actually too. But. Um, so yeah, that's they would be my four. Minnesota would probably be my three.
1: Uh, Kane and Tays are shorter and they're both younger. Never mind, he doesn't have the best contract of all these terrible ones yeah. we're about to talk about. But, <laughs> um, I think
0: Chicago would probably be my two. Maybe they could be my three. I don't know. It's these teams are all kind of intertwined. I think.
1: I think there's one that's. The worst. San Jose, in my robot. opinion, is the worst, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: so let's do Chicago as, like, a two through four kind of thing. Um, yeah, their team, my issue is just, like, they don't... They have some prospects, but, like, up front, they're still looking kind of weak.
1: Yeah, It basically, you need Kirby Doc to be huge.
0: Yeah, Like, and he has been
1: good this year. Has?
0: Yeah, like, he's been decent. I mean they're keeping him up for a little while but yeah. like like you need him to grow quite a bit.
1: You need him to be like a first line forward. And then you question.
0: need you need Boquis to be become something very very good,
1: like a top pair. You yeah. need
0: him to become like My issue is just they Pete haven't Duncan been Keith. They just haven't helped themselves out lately either. Like that no. Nylander trade was just so bad. And it's not even like some people are like, "Oh yeah, yeah. well" Like, I could make sense of it if you traded him and then drafted Bo and Byram, because you have another stud defenseman on the back end. But they didn't do that? (laughs) So, like, I don't really know what the play is here. I mean, just, like, they have Zach Smith for two more years. Their team's, like, it's fine. Maybe, look, I didn't realize that Kane and Taze only had four years left on their deals, actually. I thought it was more than that. They
1: aren't as bad as I thought, either. But
0: then Keith and Seabrook have four and five.
1: And Seabrook, Seabrook has is not more than an Keith.
0: <laughs> yeah, Seabrook is not an NHLer. No. And Keith is trending towards that.
1: Yeah, he had like a bit of a bounce back last year, but he's 36. It's not like so you're gonna be like, this is a trend. He's a great defenseman all of a sudden.
0: Only Mata is four million for the next three years. Like within these next three years here, they have over 16 million dollars tied up to Seabrook, Keith, and Mata.
1: Yeah, that's ugly. That's
0: horrible. Like, and I, like I just don't think you're getting out of any of those three deals. Maybe if you wanted
1: to Kane and Taste, but the thing is that the face of your franchise, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be the guy who pitches to management that we're trading. Jonathan and they have Taze. They have full no moves,
0: and by all means, like I'm pretty sure there's reports saying out that Taze is happy just playing in Chicago to finish out his career there. And
1: why wouldn't and he be good beat? for him? He's yeah. earned it. He's won his cups. Exactly. So He's still playing at like a pretty high level. I think he struggled this year, oh, but Absolutely. going. But into yeah, the
0: season, he he had a he had a nice bounce back
1: season last year. Yeah, and we're ten games into this year yeah, or whatever. So I wouldn't write him off. But this team is just so <laughs> meh. <laughs> like, so Stan Bowman walked in to almost all of the pieces that he won the cup with this team has been so horrifically managed in the past few years it does beg the question was Stan Bowman actually just lucky and walked into a great situation sort of yes I think I do think <laughs> like there's definitely it's definitely not as black and white as skill or luck yeah. but, I mean
0: like... he's had good and bad deals but like I definitely think he could have handled it better than he did for like, all the way better the problem is he got always got credit for finding ways out of his cap situation but he made his own cap situation. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, wow! You moved that Bolin deal for giving up Tivu Teravainen, who would look very good on this deal. But guess who you, like, like guess who you gave or signed that deal? Yeah, like you signed. signed the Bolin deal. Yeah, and same with like. Like, I don't know, it's just like, yeah, you had... No, that was the Bickle deal. Or, sorry, pickle. yeah. And that was only for
1: one year of the Bickle deal. And then it's like... The Panarin deal was Yeah, the Panarin deal, it's
0: like, oh, yeah, we're bringing bringing the band back, and then Panarin just goes and torches you. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I think he's been pretty overrated, which is funny to say for a guy who has three cup rings, but, like...
1: What is going
0: on? I don't know, there's a lot of sirens going on outside. Um, But he walked into a team, and a good team. Like they had like Law, Ladd and Bufflin on that team too. They like, were ridiculous. They had a really good team. Yeah. Um, and I mean, credit, like you still need to go make the right deadline acquisitions and stuff to win cups. And but they yeah, had to
1: sign Hosa Yeah. Like that.
0: I mean, generally speaking, probably overrated is fair. Which is, again, funny enough to say about a guy who has that many cups. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He wa- definitely walked into a team that, who built it? Was it uh, Talon? I think so. Florida's GM? I think yeah, so. it was. Yes, it was. Um. But yeah, I don't know uh
1: yeah they're they're in terrible shape, yeah, they're <laughs> not see how it gets better. I kind of feel bad for their head coach, uh-huh, young guy. This is your first job, but like, I don't see the upside in this well, and the all.
0: worst is they just want to keep going for it, but like but they're not they're that good, just nowhere close to that good. They're barely good enough to make playoffs, like everything would have to break right for them to make playoffs this year,
1: yeah, and it looks like Laner's last year might not have been a mirage. And maybe that's enough to get them into the playoffs? Possibly, if they make Letter the starter. Yeah, they would have to do that for sure. Because the
0: problem is then making, you know, fan favorite Corey Crawford the backup. Which, again, I don't know if all teams will do. Yeah.
1: And it's like six games of Laner being good. He could implode for the next 50. It yes. wouldn't be the craziest thing that's ever happened to a goalie. Exactly.
0: Um. Okay, our number one team then, the San Jose Sharks.
1: Um. I'm glad we were on this podcast on the bandwagon that they're a terrible team to take over, like, two years ago, and it's only gotten worse since. Yeah. A so it's year, not like we've just hopped on Yeah, no, a wagon. year
0: ago at this time, we were saying, oh, wow, this team is really bad shape. Because I think it was Carlson trade we were talking about it, where it's like, oh, man, this team is in really bad shape going forward, but right now they have a cup window. Yeah. And now that their cup window, like, it, it looks, looks to be closed.
1: If they miss the playoffs this year, they're not winning oh, a cup no. this I'm, team.
0: I'm not going to write them out of missing the playoffs, but, like, my issue is just they'll have to make some big deadline acquisitions to get the playoff depth to make a run like they did last year because that was a big thing they had guys like Jonas Donskoy like coming in with big goals for them yeah and Pavelski is gone now too right so
1: Pavelski's a huge... they're missing him big yes
0: um and you still have Jones and Dell in net so and like so you just look at the contracts on this team like these are hideous you have Martin Jones. Five years, $5.75 million. He's already barely an NHL starter.
1: Yeah, like, if they had a dude named League Average Jim instead of <laughs> Martin Jones last year, they would have won the Stanley Cup, like, handedly.
0: Yeah. And, and injuries also played a part in that, but still. Uh, but then you have the defense corps. Mark Edward Vlasic is, what, seven years, seven million left? Yeah. AAV? Brent Burns has eight mil for six more years. Eric Carlson, I love the guy, but he just started this year, $11.5 million. And he has looked like he he looks just like he doesn't care some nights against Ottawa he just he was fed up and I mean Nick Paul shot one it was a nice shot it went top shelf, but it also was, like, right in the goalie's chest area. Like, top shelf, but, like, in the middle of the net. Yeah. So it was like, if you just, like, kind of stood up, you had that puck, and it went in. And Carlson just looked back and just shook his head, like, what on earth are you doing?
1: I could see how playing in front of Martin Jones' nine he would definitely sap some of your will to live.
0: <laughs> but he, like, that's not gonna be a good contract long term anyways. I think even, I love Carlson. I think I was on board with that, is especially with his injury history. But the point of it was just he could be such an elite player now that for a team who wanted to win a cup,
1: it would be worth it. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to be this bad this year when trying to justify the contract for them.
0: Then you have Evander Kane, six more years, $7 million. Logan Couture, 8 by 8 I believe, or 8 by 7 something like that. And he's, like, people are way and 30, older than I give them credit 30, for. 30, 28, 29, 34, 32, 29 is the, average age, or is the age of those contracts I just listed. Yeah. Good night. This team is just hitting... And you can't even do anything to give it. Give most... I feel like you could probably
1: trade Burns. Burns, you could definitely get something back for.
0: This... I feel like the market has been so soured on Carlson
1: that I don't know about. No, I... Everybody seems to think Carlson's like a pumpkin all of a sudden. Yeah.
0: I think Couture you could get something back for if you wanted to move, but he's all... Again, he's like your captain. I don't know if he's gonna... He only has three teams that he would accept to trade. Oh, that he would accept a trade to. So he's a 28-team, no trade list. So
1: you're not... If you're the agent and your client doesn't want to move and you can give twenty eight teams and yeah. you're not allowed to trade Yeah. You can that's a no move.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um so and maybe Couture would, but if things keep going down, he would be one that you could get things for. The problem is the only other guys you'd maybe want to move are guys I wouldn't want to move. Hurdle and Meyer. Maybe you move Hurdle because by the time you're good again he's not gonna be useful. But Timo Meyer at age twenty three, I mean I'd have a hard time moving on from him, right?
1: They're wasting that entire contract. Oh, yeah, they easily
0: are. But, like, yeah, maybe, maybe you have to bite the bullet and just try and rebuild what you can.
1: Yeah, and just hope Meyer and Hurdle are, like, literally the only thing left on this roster that's going to be there for the next...
0: Vander Kane is the exact same thing as Kutcher. Three teams he can be
1: traded to. That's a rough one. So, literally, you just say, like... You we... hope... Like, I guess if you're
0: trying to truly tear this down, you hope that... Burns, who has or who has a modified no move, submits three team trade list every year. It's the same thing.
1: Why do they love three team trade? I don't lists know. So yeah, because if you just put like Toronto, Chicago, and who else up against like Washington or something on that yeah. list, then you just have a no move clause or then. Pittsburgh or something like yeah. that, and then it's like there's always like fifteen teams that are right up against the cap. Exactly, so it wouldn't like, be hard. Yeah, what
0: I do is like Toronto, Pittsburgh, and. Maybe Washington or Tampa. Tampa Tampa would be probably the next one. And then say somehow you managed to get traded there. Maybe you're not in the worst position ever because you're on Toronto, Tampa, or Pittsburgh or something like that, right? But uh, yeah, I don't like. I guess if I'm trying to rebuild this team, I just hope and pray that like two of Couture, Kane, Burns, and Vlasic want to move. And then, because like I think for all four of those guys, Vlasic's like has been very bad, but. You said a couple podcasts ago, the secret of him being very bad has been one of the best kept secrets in the league.
1: He's like, uh, I've had him as below replacement level for like three years in a row now, and people are just starting to come around on him yeah, being bad. I know. That is one of the advantages in playing in a market like San Jose. Yep.
0: And it's- having him propped up with very good partners as well.
1: Yeah, but, like, he was playing with Justin Braun, and they were just getting their teeth kicked in, and everybody's still like, oh, noted defensive stalwart Mark Edward Vlasic. Yeah. They're running out, like, 45% possession on, like, a 50-something team. Yeah. They're not good.
0: Yeah, but I think to fix this team, you'd have to trade away pretty much a bunch of the fan favorites. Oh, like... If you want to help this team long-term, because if not, Mm -hmm. like, this team is so screwed.
1: And they don't have their first-round pick. No,
0: they don't have their first-round pick this year, so it's not even, like, tanking would really help, but... I mean, I think it's almost like it's like what Ottawa did. They you just have to bite the ball. But so they don't. This year's draft, they don't have their first, third, fourth, sixth, or seventh. God, that's bad. They have Philly's third and Ottawa's fifth. But the, so they don't have a pick in the first round, fourth round, or sixth round right now. And then they have Pittsburgh and Washington seventh. But they have in the first three round or in the first four rounds right now, they have two picks, and one of them's not even their own. So if they finish in the bottom five, they're gonna have say the 34th overall pick, or 35th overall pick. Something like that. And then, like, a mid-third rounder for Philly, probably. That's tough. Yeah, that is very tough. They don't have their second next year, but then they finally have the rest of their picks. So, this team is just really, in, really, really tough.
1: Yeah, and it's just the classic, like, they've been going for it for so long that whoever has to clean up the mess is going to have to have a hell of a job. Yes, for sure. Um, you don't want to be the person cleaning up that mess. No, not at all. Um, and like Doug Wilson does deserve credit, they've been so good for so long, but the window's got to close at some point.
0: Yeah, it's finally caught up to them. And yeah, I, I don't think, like, I don't think anyone. I think it, the criticism of Doug Wilson could be that he extended guys like Kane for too long, or, you know, and tried to keep that those guys together.
1: Yeah, everybody says like the classic retort. Because every time a 30-year-old signs an eight-year deal, everyone on hockey Twitter is like, look, this contract was stupid. And then everybody goes, well, what are you just going to do? Sell everyone? If you just sold everyone before last year in San Jose, it'd probably look pretty good. Yeah. Right now, for, like, the future.
0: But the problem is, again, we, we're, like, a minute away from... Or a minute ago, we were talking about how if San Jose had a little bit better goaltending, which they could have gone and got... Yeah. And they didn't have seven injuries in the conference final; they would have been they winning didn't... the Stanley Cup.
1: Yeah, that's so, true.
0: That's the problem. Like, because they went for it last year in a window that they had an absolute cup run, and yeah. yes, they had they had lucky. There's always going to be lucky on the five power play goals in whatever minutes. Uh, but the thing about it is, it's like yes, you could sell, but at the same time, like they did have a very very good cup run.
1: Yeah, true. Like it's tough because yeah, they could have won the cup, but now it doesn't look like they're gonna have a chance at it for like.
0: You no, know, I guess an now. alarmingly long time. What you would say now is maybe you should have looked to let go of Carlson in terms of. Yeah.
1: Also, they would have had to blow it up before last year because the Vlasic deal and the Burns deal had already been signed. Yeah, the Burns the the... deal.
0: Yeah, the Burns one is ugly. He's already thirty-four. Yeah. But, uh, oh, man, they yeah. signed
1: him, like just after he won the Norris at thirty-two. Didn't yeah, it they? was the
0: year he won the Norris, and then they just gave him a massive payday, eight by eight. And I was like, oh boy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I am not going to fault them for blowing up a team that has been a perennial Stanley Cup contender for four or five years now, or three or four years. Maybe oh, it
1: wasn't going to be a realistic option, but it would look a hell of a lot better right now if they did. Yes,
0: it would, but you would always have the what ifs from last year, and I think those are fair what ifs because you saw what happened, and then they got a little they got unlucky at the end of the end with injuries. But true. Yeah, I'm not going to blame their GM for making a bunch of really smart trades that year after year gave them a good chance of winning. But yeah, what I, mean, I think you can blame is them then locking up some of those guys for way too long of term for money.
1: Yeah, they're going to look... They've managed to outlast every other team who was good back in, like, 2010 when they were still good. Like, the Blackhawks and stuff, but, like, of you knew it was going to come eventually. Now
0: it's their time. And, uh, you know, a lot of these... The thing, it's not even loyalty contracts
1: because there's not much
0: to be loyal to. It's just...
1: Yeah, I think like they a...
0: overvalued some of their players for too long, right?
1: Yeah, I can't see how you justify the Vlasic contract other than a loyalty contract. I think they probably just thought he was still good when they signed it. True, they probably did. And he was making like $3 million before. Yeah, so maybe like it's like
0: one of those things. Or the other thing with the Roman Yossi thing we didn't talk about, where it's like he made $4 million for the first part of his deal, where he was worth way more than $4 million. So now it's like, okay, we'll overpay you for the rest of the years because of what you gave us in the first couple of years. Which, right or wrong, that's just how the NHL market works. For some... Reason. Yeah. I mean, it's part of the RF like
1: Yeah, that's It's just part of the RFA market, right? If
0: you're but... going to be able to cheapskate them for when they're actually good, you know, players expect compensation for that when they're not good. Um, it'd be interesting to flip that, but it'll never happen.
1: No, not as long as players are restricted on yeah. where they can go when it, they're 20. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I,
0: San Jose is going to be in a world of hurt for a couple years. Yep. Uh, but I think... If I'm the GM, if I was the GM today, I would try and find a market for Burns or Vlasic or Couture or Kane.
1: (laughs) Any of them, yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe Meyer, but if you can get two of the other guys, I would say keep Meyer, because if you can get a year or two of good drafting, you could at least look good in three years again, I think.
1: I wouldn't be in a rush to trade. No,
0: if you get, like, just an absolute, like, great offer, obviously anyone should be on the table, but...
1: Well, the problem is like Timo Meyer's value comes from driving play, not putting up points. So I don't yeah. really imagine scenarios where you're getting fair value back, like on a war for war basis or whatever. I don't think you're getting yeah maybe fair value back for Timo Meyer. I
0: think for Timo Meyer, you'd have to just try and get picks, and just swing for the fences there,
1: which would be tough. Yeah.
0: Um, but that's all I have. What about you? Yeah, me too. Um, there's a lot less noise than I thought there was going to be. The furnace turned off, which was nice, but... Yeah, it's snowing, so my furnace has been running like crazy. So we got our first true snowfall. There's not much out there, but snowfall of the year. We were putting wiping snow off my car to come here. I need to get my winter tires on.
1: Yeah, I had to do that right before we recorded.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I had a piece on why the Ottawa Center should <laughs> not bring back Jason Spezza. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast, I think, last week, and I decided to write about it. Uh, uh, you can follow me. Uh, you can find that at lastwordonhockey.com. You can follow me on Twitter at NHL sends and stuff, and you can follow Chase on Twitter at cmhockey sixty six. Uh, do th- you have anything to add? Nope. All right, then. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will see you all next week.